Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Our show. That was better than anything we could. All right, you start this one. All right. All right, after a week hiatus because, oh, Mike's so busy with Winthrop basketball beating <laughs> top 25 Hello. teams in California that we uh, we uh, took a week off, uh, but we're back after uh, Green Bay and getting ready this week for the home game against Atlantis. Your friends Jim and Mike, the pregame, postgame podcast show. And before we get into what will be Panthers the rest of the way, Mike, yeah. congrats to the Winthrop Eagles because yeah. you're out there calling the, the game with Dave Friedman and um, big win, obviously, with uh, beating St. Mary's out there. Oh, it was huge, and it was so much fun. Just playing in, you know, for those of you that are college basketball fans, just to play in that venue, McKean Pavilion, you know, you see it on TV. And St. Mary's has been good for the last, you know, 10, 12 years. Uh, you know, they're very well coached. Um, you know, Randy Bennett is, you know, on, on the West Coast is considered, you know, a genius basketball mind. And, you know, they, they're they great internationally. They go out and they bring in a bunch of Australians. They had like four Australians, a guy from Estonia, two New Zealanders. Hmm. Um but, uh, Sounds like Bob McKillop. Yeah, Bob McKillop, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah Davidson West. Well, and, and, and I don't know if you've ever been to, uh, I was going to say Gonzaga, uh, Moraga, which is, uh-huh. it's so Moraga is about, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes east of Oakland and a little bit north. Okay. But in the hills. I have been to Walnut Creek, by the way. Okay, yeah. So I saw it's you right, said something from there. My aunt and yeah. uncle used to live in Walnut yes, Creek. Yes, so, so it's right next to Walnut there. Creek. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you go to Walnut Creek and you take a left and you're right there. <laughs> you can't miss it. <laughs> you can't miss it. Uh, no, but it was beautiful. And the game was great. I mean, you know, Winthrop uh, went back and forth and, and finally got a one-point lead. We have a transfer from Ohio, from Walsh University, uh, Chandler Vaudrin, who's like six foot seven, but he's a point guard. So he's kind of like a point guard, but he also can play in the post a little bit. And he had a great game. They couldn't stop him. Um, he had about like 19 points. And then uh, DJ Burns, who's from Rock Hill, great, uh, great local story. You know, he went to Tennessee, did a redshirt year, didn't play, and then came back here. So he has four years at Winthrop, got the hardship waiver. And he is Jim. He's six foot nine. He's uh, he just two. I mean, he's just for, for the Big South. He's going to be amazing because he's just mm-hmm. such so skilled. Uh, he was big. Josh Ferguson, who, who's our senior. Uh, Winthrop Senior. I don't play. Um, I just call the games. I just you know eat food and, and watch games. We well, have some ownership. So it's fun. We spend a lot of time. There. No, but it, but we we've had a lot of fun um, on that trip and should have, probably should have beat Fresno. Lost at a three point buzzer beater, uh, which was going on at the same time as the Panthers game. So uh, we did actually watch as we were breaking down. We we did get to watch the last um, that the last drive by Kyle Allen and and I know it probably looked even better live, but on TV. I mean, to me, that's winter football. 
No, uh, it was just quiet. with it the snow classic. coming down, and that's like I said, it felt like you should have you know the ice bowl with Jerry Kramer yeah. and Bart Starr out there. Just needed to be you know minus thirteen. Yeah. How's that for a segue? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Come for the college basketball, stay for the football. Um, but it was <laughs> a crazy week with uh, Charlotte beating Davidson, the number one yeah. Kentucky losing to Evansville. Just to wrap all that up. But uh, yeah, congrats to you guys, Winthrop, doing a great job down there with Coach Kelsey. Uh, Panthers five and four coming off the Green Bay game getting ready for Atlanta now and wouldn't you know we catch the Falcons right, right, right they're figuring they out how to win. play football right, right. and in particular on defense because not only that they had six sacks I think they had seven heading into the game all season long against mm-hmm. New Orleans they got six but Drew Brees is notorious for just throwing the ball at his own toes right before right. he could get sacked and go, oh incomplete right so it's like he's like about the hardest guy to get a quarterback sack on and they got six so good for their defense for figuring it out for that game anyways and, um, but it should give a little bit of you know insight as well on the opposite side for the, you know what the Panthers want to do against Atlanta because they're going to see what what they did against New Orleans and you also have a little bit of a roadmap when you see New Orleans coming up uh, yeah. shortly. So yeah, it's two weeks back to back with these two teams here. So and uh, you know for us it's been a big problem with uh, stopping the run. But when you look at what Atlanta does, they can't completely go through a culture change in one week. I'm sure they'll try to run Brian Hill, yeah, of no Devontae Freeman, but right. they're the number two passing team in the league, number 29 rushing. Some of that is because they're down 30 points. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, they, they, so yeah, right. they get down and then they got to you know, yeah. launch it up there. It's a little, uh, you know, because of situational football, what they have to do there. But I'm going to guess that they're going to try to be pretty balanced because they know the Panthers are struggling with their gap control and assignment football uh, against the run. So I'm sure they'll try it. Hill's a pretty good running back that a lot of people don't know about, but he was with the Bengals, came out of Wyoming. And, um, of course, you got Ridley, you got Julio Jones. Yeah. The other big thing is Austin Hooper, one of the better tight ends in the league, also will not play in this game. So they're down a couple of key guys on offense. Yeah, and you know, in talking to guys in the locker room, you know, Gerald McCoy and even Ron Rivera talked about uh, what you just mentioned, Jim. It's going to be really important to be disciplined, and you know, guys just got to step up and make plays. You got to win your one-on-one matchups. You know, you have to really understand, you know, where you're supposed to be. You know, really help the linebackers be able to, you know, maybe beat some double teams or you know, put them in positions where they can make plays and. I think that's going to be an interesting thing. I also think, too, it's interesting with Matt Ryan. I feel like he's like a 32- or 33-year-old power hitter in baseball, and you're just kind of waiting for him to just fall off the map. But, mm-hmm. you know, because I think people this year thought, well, he didn't, you know, I mean, he had a decent year last year, but not a great year. But he's he's still, you know, he's still he's hanging around. He's the classic around. when you give him time. Yeah. I mean, he really is. He's not. you got to move him off his he's spot. He's not yeah. immobile, but, yeah, he is just, you know, if he's got time, he can carve you up. Yeah. And when uh, you get pressure on him, it's like any quarterback. Pocket breaks down. He makes uh, you know hasty yeah. decisions out there. But yeah, they're to be taken seriously after a win like twenty six to nine at, no. at New Orleans. You don't write anybody off first of all. But but remember, everybody thought week two, week three it was going to be New Orleans and everybody else. And and now they've come back to earth a little bit, and they're showing some cracks. And I think that's that's positive well, for the fans. The Panthers. Are calling for Bridgewater again down there. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> he's undefeated. Yeah. I mean, so, oh my God, that's I, so funny. Breeze, I mean, what's he doing out there? But, um, yeah, we'll worry about uh, New Orleans next week. But, yeah, from Green Bay, same old uh, bugaboo of trying to stop the run. That didn't go too good. Uh, other than that, I thought a lot to like. Kyle Allen, I talked to Marty Herney uh, today, uh, said he took another step up yeah. in his progress. Got some encouraging news on Greg Little that he's taking practice reps. So it looks like to me with Daly dinged up, probably trending towards Little being ready to play left tackle this week. So that'd be good. And then, um, yeah, just overall, McCaffrey's the MVP every week. DJ Moore's been over 100 yards each of the yeah. past two weeks. Samuel's picked it up. Olsen had about 100 yards last week. So there's good in terms of just you know spreading the wealth. It's yeah. not just McCaffrey doing everything like it was earlier in the year. Gerald McCoy had a great quote about talking about Kyle Allen and about how well he played. And even though it was in a loss, and this is one of those things where maybe you know you don't you never want to lose a game, but sometimes there are things in losses that you can build upon. And Gerald McCoy was saying, you know, 
I, he's like, I've seen guys, veteran guys, go into Green Bay and wilt under that pressure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. they got stopped, you know, what, at the two-yard line. Um, you know, that, but that wasn't because of anything that the quarterback did or did not do. No, I mean, it was a misblock. We saw it. Yeah, it was a misblock. And it was, you know, and credit the defense. The defense made a good play. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, he drove them all the way down the field, put them in a position to be able to make a play. Which and it's so think hard when huge. they have to hold you out of the end zone right. and you're right at the half right. yard line, if right. not right. closer. I mean, right. It was just right. it was no, but, but, six inches. And, and, and I, you know, we were watching this in Fresno, California. And I remember thinking there um, before, um, you know, before the, the second to last play, just thinking, wow, it's Green Bay. You're driving down the field. It's snowing. I mean, this is like your signature moment, you know, and, and, not Where to say, legends are born. Well, I, well, I was Lambeau gonna, Field. The frozen tundra of Lambeau <laughs> Young Kyle Field. Allen, so precocious. What do you do with the Duncan Taylor? Rely in the morning. Classic NFL Films music. Leave your tips, everybody, here in the South Lounge. Yeah, come for the podcast and then stay for the music. Stay for the singing. But, yeah, I thought... Again, they're still evaluating. They still, and the nice thing is they still have seven more games. They get a good, healthy uh, look at what he's going to be able to bring as a starting quarterback. So I'm sure a lot of um, uh, what they think about him has already been determined, but you can just reinforce, learn. And it seems like he, he's, a, he's right. a good learner. When he makes a mistake, yeah. he owns it. He learns Well, he it. hasn't had a, he's a sack not, fumble in a while, right? Fumbling. The fumble yeah. was, a, was a center exchange was different yeah. on a snowy day out right. there. Um, so yeah, there's little nuances like that, but uh, like he's the only quarterback that turns the ball over. Right. You know, Peyton Manning's first year through like 29 interceptions. I mean, it's just like yeah, well, and I think the amazing thing that we've seen from him is just how well the team has adapted. The other team, the other teammates around him, have adapted to him. The respect they already and have they have for trust him. for him. Yeah, yeah. Olson and so many guys like I'm talking about veteran guys, right. 10, 12, 15 years. Like they really respect what he's doing out there. And as everyone's quick to remind us, he's only played eight games total. Yeah, I mean so. Uh, still for him to just jump in doing a great job no decisions have to be made but it's great to have options and he's a he's a real good option right now and let's be honest uh we're gonna have to like uh, i assume want to extend mccaffrey yeah to free up budget in other areas it's nice to have budgetary options with a very productive inexpensive quarterback but think about it this way right if you have um if you have a look at at the landscape right now what is it like 16 backups have played this year I mean, there's there's no crime in uh, in bringing Cam back and having Cam Allen for for exactly what you talk about. You have a, you have a you know one two punch. Um, you know, obviously Cam healthy, you would assume it takes that position. Now you can look at the 19 million dollars that, that he's owed for next year and say, okay, that, that that's one strategy. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to have both those guys back next year. No, because at that point, as uh, we've talked about before, he he's being paid Andy Dalton money. So yeah. it's like nineteen million in today's landscape. What's right. Cousins making like thirty right. per year? Yeah, uh, is not bad. And so, yeah, and you own his rights. I mean, he doesn't get to say I get to start or I need more money. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's right, going right. into the last year of a contract. Right. So it, where, wherever he is, whether it's here or elsewhere, it's going to be a prove it year for Cam Newton yeah. to show that he can get that one more big contract in his career. Yeah. No, I think that's going to be vital for him and. You know, as we look towards Atlanta, you know, we already talked about um, Matt Ryan, who I, you know, I saw him in college pl- watch him play mm-hmm. at BC and, and you know, Matty Ice. And uh, th- th- the fact that he's able to still hang around is amazing. But, you know, Atlanta's defense, you know, we've seen some good things from them in past years. And this is, you know, it's interesting. Trey, Trey Boston was talking with Bill Voth about rivalries in the NFL. And it's, you know, they're different. You, you can't compare the NFL rivalries except maybe some of the old storied ones. 
um, you know, like Chicago and Green Bay and, and things like that. But um, but th- but this is a real, I think, Atlanta-Charlotte is a real rivalry because I think it spans the two cities, which are close to each other. And, of course, you know, being in the same division as they have been for, for quite yeah. a while. Um, I don't know. This one's always – I always look to see Atlanta on the schedule when we're playing them. And, you know, it used to be Tampa Bay, too. Like, Tampa Bay, you know, back in the Warren Sapp uh, era, mm-hmm. that was that was a big rivalry. Yeah, but I, you know, Atlanta, to me, that was the first regular season game ever. Yeah. Down at the Georgia Dome, and it goes to overtime. Right. And it was like, here we are, NFL, yeah. Panthers. Uh, and it was scoregami. Yeah, that's right. It was a score that had never happened before. What was the score? I can look it up. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. We'll show you next week what it was. But it was, um, I don't know why, I thought it was like 23-20 in overtime. Yeah, something like that. But anyways, it was um, Frank Reich and went to overtime and uh, first game out of the shoot. Panthers ended up going 7-9 and nine in their first year. They started out 0-5. Uh, but that game against Atlanta kind of was the beginning of the rivalry right away. It's like, okay, Atlanta, we got a team now too. So that was a great way to start the franchise. Yeah, and now uh, just need to get a Major League Baseball team, right? <laughs> Continue that rivalry. <laughs> I tell you, man, that would be something to dig into the the Braves fans. Maybe it's more likely one is the MLS rivalry. Yeah, the MLS rivalry. The way things yeah, are tracking here right now no, with Mr. Right Tepper. That. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting to see that. That's a good. Uh, that no, that'd be a really good kind of you know. I, it's not my cup of tea. But I think it would be fun for you know. I'm always interested in what's good for the city. You know, like I'm not a huge NASCAR guy, but I think this being like the base of NASCAR is, mm-hmm. is good because you know, pride. It's, it's fun we jump in on the ground floor or something like brand yeah. new. You're here. It arrives. I mean, you can kind of start with the first match and, right. and go from there. So even if you're not like an expert on soccer, uh, I think it could be something. That'd I just want to be able to wear a scarf. Well, you should because you're yeah. from the Northeast yeah. anyway. You don't own a but scarf. But isn't that big? And no, isn't that big? The soccer scarves. Yeah. Oh no, it could be 100 yeah. degrees out there wearing yeah, scarves. Yeah. I don't get that yeah, part no, at all. I mean, no. to me, it's a temperature thing. It right. shouldn't be like a fashion <laughs> statement. It should be like more like, uh, hey, it's cold out. I got a scarf. Hey, it's 100 degrees out. Yeah. Well, what's with the wool scarf around your neck? <laughs> <laughs> well, it took us uh, seamlessly from Cam Newton to the yeah. soccer scarves. All the scarves are covered. So, uh, anyways, well. Hopefully we can get this win and be talking about six and four, not five and five, going to New Orleans uh, next week. So this is like they all are big game on the schedule coming up this week. Well, every game is is huge down the stretch because you you feel like you have to get to ten wins. I mean, I don't think nine wins and ten wins might not get and you 10, in either. Ten is gonna be borderline because I think ten could get you in, but it's got to be the right ten. It's got to be right. Th- like right. you could be the Rams, the Eagles, and Panthers all have ten. Right. So it's got to be the right ten. And we lost to the Rams to begin the season, so. That's going to hurt when the tiebreaker comes if it's them. Because right now, we're two wins behind Minnesota, which is the sixth-place team. they got right. seven. They're seven and three right now. So that's what we're chasing. Because Seattle at eight and two uh, is the other one. So they're, um, it's tough right now in the NFC. It's, it's loaded. Jim, you were absolutely right. 23-20 was the score hey, of that game. The dean, in overtime. The dean of uh, Carolina Panthers, you are. 25 years of broadcasting, comes through. I don't Zoki know why Gami, I remember I guess. that. I have no idea what I ate for lunch or even how I got here today. But I do know... 24 years ago, we won 23 to 20. And I remember I had a Diet Coke right before we went on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the case. Definitely in Atlanta because they're a Coke city, not not a Pepsi city. (laughs) All right, well, that'll do it for this week's pregame, postgame podcast show. We'll talk to you later. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. 
Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull. Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.